What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of You Can't Do That Anymore, a weekly movie podcast where we take classic films, important films, movies we loved as children, and look through them with a new lens to see whether or not we could still do them, should do them, or could do them. As always, I am your host, Blake Schultz, and with me today is Terrence Tatum. Hello. Anastasia Washington. Hello. And joining us this week is Marin Yusufu, a Nigerian Ghanaian American comedian, and you can find her work at MarianYusufu.com. Marian, how are you today? Oh, I am well. The sun is shining. I haven't yet hit it because there's the Rona out there in these streets. Therefore, if I am confident, alive, and black, Great. and a mother. <laughs> Fantastic. And you have brought to us an excellent film today, a movie that I like and I think a lot of people do. We're doing the 1996 movie, The Craft, a horror teen movie. I don't even know if I want to call it a horror comedy, but it's one of those like horror movies that's not like slasher scary. It has more of a teen vibe to it. It's got scary things in it. Yeah, I mean, you start dealing with snakes and, and rats and stuff. You can start getting into a little bit of creepy. It's more supernatural, though. Than, like, it's it. There's not really any jump scares, I yeah. suppose, right? Oh, it's, it's... yeah. Like, I feel like the you. most terrifying point to me was when she was getting that laser done on her skin. Yeah, and that would be well, terrifying. That's just, a, that's just uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, I was like, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> I could, I could no. feel that. Y- y'all clearly are are not foreigners because when I see the craft, I see it through the lens view of my Nigerian experience. You know, you're the Yoruba. I'm the I'm a Yoruba person. It's also a culture and a language, but it comes. It derives from whole so many layers of uh, uh, mythology spooky stuff the the cubans do the santeria from our yoruba experience the brazilians do their cantaria or whatever it's called i apologize for not saying it correctly through our yoruba experience you know so like when you think of like the stuff that we do it's hella real and hella spooky and so when i watch it through that lens view i'm like ah oh hello like they're literally white peopling my like yoruba goddess gods you know yeah experience and so it's real y'all and that's why it's spooky it's not spooky for me for like the like the americanizing of it you know but for like that side of it I don't know. Well, that makes sense because I think there's such a degree of like this Catholic or Christian school backdrop that comes with a lot of these type of scary rituals, Satanism, paganism, and all these things. But you never really think of it to the depth that you're bringing. When I think about it, I'm always like, oh, that was just like the B side of religion was this like satanic horror. But even when I went to Christian school, they never bothered telling me the roots of all of that. So when you you add that layer to it, there is a very weird uh, appropriation of spirituality that I don't think- total appropriation. It's 100% appropriation. When they talk about the male, the man, I forget the man God, that's Olodumare to me. And it's like our, our, our religion and the spirituality and the mythology of it is like, it's balanced it's male energy female energy Mm -hmm. good and bad energy and someone once told me i won't speak his name because i want him to keep getting those hollywood checks um but like they once told me americans can't handle uh polygamy and like because 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 we haven't been taught now this is me speaking from someone that grew up here how to commune together how to share the idea of uh of um community is ancient to all of us here in these streets <laughs> it's all about mine 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 and right. so the idea of being able to share wives is insane to a man or to a woman um the idea of of commune giving and taking and it not being all about you is completely ancient. And so therefore you guys can't handle it. Or I can't, I can't handle I can't. it. I can't handle it. I'm a Scorpio. I will cut him. 
See, I'll cut everybody. I'll just go cutting. I, I am knock on wood, lucky enough to not have been cheated on because I'm not in jail. And that's how you know that. <laughs> when I'm in jail, you'll know. <laughs> and this is how the last Jasmine Sullivan album started. Thank you, Anastasia. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, I like that take on it a lot because it, it's one, it's much more accurate. I feel like when you get again, it's it's I say often where I'm like, you know, the Eastern religions and philosophies are so more polytheistic, and there's something here with religion where we were like, well, there's one, and it's just us, and it's this, and anything that's multiple oh is a threatening entity to it, and what we're trying to do is defeat it. Like it it's one of the only religions that has Catholicism though. Catholicism is like, we're not going to call them gods, but we have all these gods. <laughs> well, Catholicism <laughs> is altar. the parts of the one, right? <laughs> it, it's, it's the one Holy spirit and the father, the son of the Holy spirit are all unified in one of it. Jesus isn't even necessarily the son of God. He's a part of God that was come down to us. It, even when they try to make it multiple, it's a singular entity at the end. And that has made yeah. me feel guilty my entire life. Hey, <laughs> I'm a Catholic speaking right here. I'm always guilty. I'm like, someone <laughs> whip me because I literally, I would be in confession and speaking to the father at like 12 years old. And I'd be like, you don't understand. <gasps> so this brings- Like it was bad, it was bad. <laughs> So I think that almost brings us into how the craft and how American culture even uses these kind of ideas. Because in this movie, you have, you know, three girls who are looking for their fourth for their group so that they can do these rituals and, and these witch tactics and make spells and initiate karma and justice. But it's used as almost like counterculture to the norm. It's like a, it's like a section of punk rock music. And I feel like that's how we appropriated it. Do you think that that's like an, an accurate viewpoint with this movie? <laughs> uh, 100%, uh, me and my partner, we always laugh at the idea of how extreme things are here in terms of like, oh no, I'm a, I'm a not just as a, a gym goer, but I, at the gym, I'm a dance gym person and specifically a Zumba person. And if you're a Zumba person, that's all you are. Or like the, in the idea of motorcycles, you're not just a motorcyclist enthusiast, you're someone that drives a Harley. And that's a different experience than someone that drives one of those fast, you know, fast and the furious type things. But like, it's very extreme and very like, this is our club and no one else can come into it. And, da, 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 da. and there's no like middle ground. There's no. no like, oh, everyone that likes motorcycles is it's a okay thing. It's like, no. We put everything into such specific boxes at the top of this show. We were like, I guess it's a horror teen movie, right? Because it doesn't have jump scares and slashers. Like we we could we immediately tried to put this movie into its own box, but really it does pull from influences of of horror, of there's a little bit of clueless in here. There's a little bit of scream. There's a, a little bit of, of, of everything. It's like if A24 and the director of Clueless came together in 1996 to create a movie. It doesn't help that Sydney Prescott and her boyfriend are in this too. Right, that is, that is. <laughs> oh yeah, no, this is the B-side of yeah. Scream that I'm just here to celebrate. <laughs> So the movie comes out in 1996. Nobody has right. a lot of hope in it. $6.7 million budget. It ends up making $55.5 million in its run, which today would signify the end of Marvel and superhero movies. But in the 90s is an incredible steal. So what? why do we think it connected with audiences in that way at the time? Is it just a case of like, we hadn't seen it? Did it do something new? I mean, I think for me i walked out of the theater and i walked into psychic eye and i bought this book <laughs> a book of pagan rituals sent my mom and me into a very interesting conversation um, and then and then um uh after you know the screaming teenage fit that i had my mom was like all right we'll get you witch lessons and she found <laughs> for me she goes just don't do anything weird that you can't undo and talk to me about it and I think it just like opened up a curiosity as a as a former as a recovering Catholic I <laughs> I am um, 
I, I, I was used to rituals. I was used to like all these like, you know, pagan-esque kind of things, but I wasn't feeling fulfilled and I was feeling very angsty at the time as a teenage girl. What? <laughs> yeah, I was. And um, for some reason, it's like, just was like, hey, have you tried to make him into a toad? No, I haven't. You're right. You're right. <laughs> I should try. <laughs> it's an option. It's an option. And I think there's also something about like sisterhood. There's like something about like, I mean, even though ultimately it wasn't a great sisterhood, there was something about <laughs> seeking your, your, your tribe, seeking your group, seeking your like community um, that as a teenage girl, you're really trying to do and you listen you're not good at it until you're like in your 20s and 30s like and then you find the real group that you can kind of like but this is when you start exploring and trying to find your your group um that'll accept you and that that you can you know get supported by and i think there's something about this movie that kind of was like oh i should start searching and at the end you're like well it might be dangerous <laughs> <laughs> They may all try to kill me, so no. They may try to kill me. And then you learn that lesson all through high school and college. <laughs> but they will. Yeah. Over and over and over. <laughs> Either emotionally or physically. <laughs> um, I, I saw this film. I was in high school at that point. Uh, that's how old I am. <laughs> um, I saw this then. And I... Uh, no, I wasn't. So for the craft, it's funny because this film didn't, it wasn't a film that I would like normally gravitate to. I think I might've been dating somebody that really actively wanted to see this film. And I was like, all right, cool, I'll go, I'll go watch it. And it, I really thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, one of them, I was like, oh, that's the girl from Return to Oz. I, let's see, oh, she is nuts. She has she has turned out crazy. Uh, she was nuts in Return to Oz. Too. <laughs> because Return to Oz is about. nuts, is <laughs> insane. Yes. Completely different subject. But I, I, I like this because at that point in time as being a young boy, I really didn't have that much quote unquote insight into like what a, a group of women were, specifically a clique of girls. So to see them sort of interact, it was kind of like, oh, is this the sh shit that they have to go through? Because this is, I don't want any parts of that. I am sorry. Like I, you girls are having rough if this is Every the, the... single teenage girl that is just, like that movie is the 100%. 100% their experience yeah. over and over um... and over again. <laughs> <laughs> um, Even all the it... weird shit, that's all, that's all that we experience. But being like right before I was going into high school, this is, I started getting to all of these like teen movies. Like this Scream came out the same year. So it was one of those ones where I'm just kind of like, oh, I, I'm obsessed with all of these. Even if it doesn't really fit into my box, I want to know I want to see it all. And then we start throwing in witches. I love anything with magic and, and, and that type of stuff. Um, I don't want to play around with it, but I love seeing it and seeing like, oh, I'm just fascinated by that that concept. Oh, and it wasn't until like rewatching it this time and I was like, oh, this, a lot of the stuff, a lot of movies do this with voodoo and all that stuff. They very much like, cool, we're going to use a white person to explain all of this to you. And I'm like, I know majority of these things weren't done by these folks. So how do we get here? I just accepted it at that but point in time, but now I'm like, it's like but... all new agey, like every girl, the white girl has a coven. And yeah. listen, Terrence, you're going to join my coven. <laughs> I'm in. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, for me, I definitely, I, you know, I loved it because it was the first time again from a Yoruba girl. I was like, oh my God, they're telling our story. <laughs> But like totally putting white people at, at the heap of it, which is, you know, it is what it is. This is the world we live in. Um, but I freaking crushed on the chick who, what's her name from Half and Half? Um, uh, the black, crap. the only black, the black one. Yeah, so yeah. they call her the Negroid, yeah. which is a word that I had not heard. But I was like, wait, what? Same, same. Um, <laughs> And I just thought she was so dope. Like she was yeah, so true. dope. Isn't and her the, name true or something? True. true. In real life, her name is true. Oh, uh, Rachel True, yeah. Rachel true. true. There we go. Like her, the dialogue that she's given to it was like, for me, I was like, oh, this is this. I don't know who is uh amongst the writing group, but either she fought for her. I'm, I'm imagining as an actor, she either fought for her voice, which I, I, I see in her work, like in on half and half, 
she was allowed to just be a quirky interesting person and i i i'm gonna hope because i'm not her i think that she does that for herself she fights for her her for her characters to be more um aware she was actually supposed to be like that character was supposed to be white cast her and then they changed the narrative of her like story arc to reflect that um and she fought for a lot of the stuff and she's still fighting today um even with uh you know representation in the crafts like whenever they're like do craft reunions like she's not invited and because you think about she's the she's the only black person in in this entire film and i think Mm -hmm. i think that's a part of why i also sort of dug it because while she's a female, it was one of the few first few times that I remember in a teenage realm where you're seeing a black person that is not the quote unquote stereotypical black person. It's not like being the, oh, this is the friend of the black people who's like, you know, he's he's from the streets or he's from the hood. It's like, oh no, she's just a regular she's ass a regular girl. Person. And I and I dug that. And it, it was yeah. cool to kind of she was just she just happened to be black. Uh, yeah. which, was, which was dope. So she's for also... me, I definitely like was like, oh, okay. So this is cool that they're using my culture, but then they're also this, there's this character that looks like me that has norm, normality and humanity in her. So that's what I loved about the film. I was just like, every time she said something, when she was like, when she was talking about why homegirl, the crazy one, is, they were like, I think she's upset because she's white trash. I think uh, <laughs> um, Campbell's character says that. And then homegirl's like, I, I don't know why she should be upset. I mean, she's white. She'll she's white. <laughs> I should <didn't> deal <laughs> with it. You know what I mean? <laughs> And She's in like ninety six, nineteen ninety six, who says that? You know, in the company of whites, you know, it's right. dope. Rachel, it's Rachel dope. True, and Rachel True, and there's two, and there's two real witches in it, which I always thought was interesting. Like oh. Rachel, Rachel's practicing. You know, she does. She used to at House of Intuition give like readings, and I always wanted to mm. go and get a reading from her, and then. Um, Oh my God! The one from Return to Oz uh, owned Pan Pan Pipes, or I think it was called in um, in Hollywood, which was a uh, was like a New Agey witch shop uh, where you could get readings and stuff. Two real witches. I went hundred percent could see Fazura being a witch, like a that track. Well, yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, the people that are actually witches in it, you were like, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. It's interesting too because. Rachel True's arc and her like wants and needs in the movie to do her spell casting of the four is the only one that isn't selfish or detrimental to anybody else. Like everyone else is like, I don't want to be in this trailer park anymore, which fair, but also fair like enough. you can do that without magic. Maybe you're in a nice affluent suburb. You can get, you're doing fine. Hers kills me because she does it. She kills, she kills the husband and then basically dismisses her mom. Like, you had to have her be here to accept this abuse to get the money. So you were like, cool, we got the money. Now, mom, go away. We're going to just talk in this room and you right. mean nothing to me. Well, <laughs> I, know you, you know, I know you're suffering. I don't care. Thank you, Karen, for saying that because team mom, I was like, I'm like, oh, she's white, but I totally am a mom. I hear her voice. <laughs> I was so there. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> How many times has my teenage son been like, Mom. It also really shows how white she is because they celebrate getting that money in front of a lot of people. And I'm like, oh, if there's one way to make it seem like you might have killed that man, it is getting real excited it's about a, the money. It's just like partying up, like, oh, I'll make it rain. <laughs> so this, I was like, how are they not all arrested? <laughs> right? Because that is like the number one thing they do in Snapped. Okay. He, died, he like, dies for no reason. <laughs> not at all. And when like and when and they give him the they read the will, it's like you're gonna get money, they just start hysterically laughing. If I'm that guy, I'm reporting them to the police. I'm like, hold on, these two women are nuts. Something happened here. So they were the only two in the room with him. He died of mysterious circumstances, and they're about to make more money than conceivably this man should have had. Right? <laughs> I'm like, who's giving $175,000? And what? And what work was he doing? That's right. Like, this man was the last I saw him. He was in a white feeder in a, in a trailer park. How was he worth this much in death? <laughs> a lot of a lot of interesting things, but it it is yeah. it's. So the movie goes on to be a hit. It sounds like we all liked it when we first saw it. I yeah, saw it like I probably 
on like DVD when it first got there. So I was still young and in. Like, we get it. Catholic you're young. School. And uh, <laughs> it freaked me out because those were all the things that my te- that my nun teachers were like, "Oh, you shouldn't like this." I was like, "But I'm, but I'm very attracted to these." girls and it seems that they're do, doing some dope stuff uh-huh, <laughs> i don't attract. know it's fine <laughs> and what's scary is that i'm attracted to all of them for different reasons like all four of them are like yeah i this this all, all four of them work it's a very attractive movie there's not a person <laughs> here that i'm like man they really aren't showing up <laughs> I, mean, I don't always swing that way but yeah i get i agree <laughs> i agree so then this is clearly why it became such a surprise hit. We're in the middle of the 90s. We Teen movies are getting bigger than they had really been. And like a wake of John Hughes, we're getting more female-led movies. We're mixing horror, which is, a bit, which is making its comeback in these two years. This and Scream were really the two that brought this genre back to the forefront. Everybody loves it. We still talk about its importance for, for women and for all these things. So why then has it found its way to our show? What do you guys feel we can't or shouldn't do anymore? One of the first things I did after rewatching this was like, let me look up who directed and who wrote this because there are some issues that if this is not done by a female director or a female writer that I have. <laughs> and when I looked up, I was like, oh, cool. This is all male. Yeah, there's, there's, we need to talk about this because essentially what I got from this after I had not seen it for a while, I used to watch this a lot when I was younger, but watching it now as a grown up, uh, I, I watched it and I'm like, wait, there, there is a trying to be a morality play or a morality story in this, but in doing so, your morals are basically saying, hey girls, you should just take what life gives you because if you try to get retribution or speak up for yourselves, you're going to die or you should die. Which is just a a wild, wild way to go about that. Yeah, I mean, when you put it that way. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, and it's true, though, because like, think about if you're, are you, are you a brother to a sister? Are you a son to a mother? Are you a husband to a wife? Think about how you, as a man, and now navigate these close people. You're in proximity to these women. How do you do it? It's all through fear. <laughs> My dad scares me all the time. Why are you still in that country? I have a house here. <laughs> land. Land on top of land. You don't have to listen to any more white men tell you what to do. And I'm like, Daddy, my partner's white. <laughs> I know. I can't I, that's help. another thing. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to bring it up, but since you did, it's open. Uh, You guys brought me here now. So, but like, so, and then like, now that we have a daughter, it's like, oh my God, I, I, I'm having to restructure the way I come at her. Right. It's like, oh shit. It usually would be up from a place of fear of like, don't do it because if you do it, you're going to bump your head. And it's like, no, you're just going to have to bump your head. Because if you bump your head, you're going to learn to like go 360 the other way instead of you're going to have to do that, you know, but we're, we're so scared because there's really bad things out there. I remember being a teenager and I scared the shit out of my dad because my dad was like, there aren't some during the Me Too movement. My dad was like, there are 99% of men are good people. That's my dad. And I'm like, no, dad, no, you're good. You're most men that I went through my experience growing up with. And he's like, no, I don't, I'm not ready for it. Like you're in your seventies, get ready. Yes, guess, it's guess, time. Guess what? <laughs> you know, at 13, I was almost pimped out, but we lived in the suburbs. How? At 14, a pimp definitely came up to me and my best friend and was like, so y'all want some ice cream? And because I had a, you know, I was, I'm not. You wanted ice cream. Drink. I do enjoy I ice, cream. ice cream. I do. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't want ice cream. <laughs> but like, what about people that do want ice cream? I, the point is sex trafficking is out there. Yes, being kidnapped, sure. being a black woman in America and disappearing is a real thing. So there's things to be scared of. 
Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Let me tell you, I was just pregnant for nine months. The idea of going into a hospital, into the labor unit, I have to tell my very white partner, hey, just to let you know, if the nurse is is racist, take her away because I'm going to cut her. Um, if the, if, if, uh, people aren't addressing my needs and I'm saying I'm in pain and they're not recognizing it, switch up the people because they might kill your beautiful partner that you have here. You will have to raise yeah. this beautiful girl on your own. Like these are real because, things that. Cause the birth, uh, the, the. A mortality. The, way, the yeah. mortality of rate is... of black women and babies is so Lie. high. It's so high. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. It's so high because, uh there's this uh, uh, bias um, that is still strong today. It's real. They'll go, I went to an ultrasound and the chick was like, oh, just just turn your head. And I'm like, I can't, it's, I'm really, it's really uncomfortable. And she's like, oh, you'll be done with it soon. And it's like, you, you, what white woman ever is treated that way? I'll tell you, none. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> I, I'm 100% sure, you know what I mean? And so, that's our existence. Yeah. You know, take not even adding just being woman to that. Oh, yeah. So there's a reason why you guys use fear. It's effective. It's a, it an effective form of learned behavior. Right. And so it works. And so does <laughs> ignorance. I will say like I, I my my sister, when she had her first baby, she was she was having it in New Hampshire. New Hampshire has one percent minorities in the whole state of all minorities, 1%, right? So she's the first time that the, it was the first time that this doctor had ever delivered a black baby. Um, and she goes, um, I don't know if the eyes are gonna be blue or not because I've never delivered a black baby before. I'm gonna need somebody <laughs> to tag out. I'm gonna need a new, when need when a new doctor. That, when I heard that, I was like, I need you to move. <laughs> I need you to move right now. Yeah. You know, so there's like, and, and that is not like, it doesn't sound dangerous, but it, it is, it is. It's, it's small, you know, it's micro, yeah. micro stuff like that, that sort of yeah. has an effect. And that's sort of what I left with when I, when I finished this movie is like, oh, there's just a lot of just like small things that I, I can tell this would have been tighter had of, 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 of a woman written or directed this. Um, yeah. But, and maybe a woman of color writing or directing it would have changed it a lot, a yeah. lot. A lot, a lot, a lot, and and um, we did have a remake of this, and I don't think we got. I, well, I actually don't know. I did not watch it. So. Yeah, we'll get to the remake yeah. closer to the end because I okay. do want to talk sorry, about sorry. that. Sorry, but I there is done. there is one very big thing to me that this movie has that I was like, either deal with it or don't have it in your movie. Snakes? And no, no, no. And the, the fact that nobody is bringing it up to me shows that we're really not noticing it. This girl is suicidal. Suicide. No, yeah. it's the. It's the like, it's, as soon as she said, like, oh, I, they show, she sees her wrist, like, what did you do with your wrist? She's like, oh, I did this. And they're like, cool, you did that wrong. Wait, wait, there's a right way to do it, and you did it. Good job on you. Like, there's to be a further they, conversation on this. <laughs> and the way that we only bring it up once, for, for twice, really, for no reason other than to just be like, she's kind of she's like them in a different way it's like no 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 they're all like punk rock witches who shopped at hot topic and spencer's gifts this is a like white girl from the suburbs with a missing parent who's cutting herself if we're really gonna go there correctly right like I, i've not to get too under the hood but it's like i've had those thoughts i've had friends who have been there i've recently just had to talk to a friend about stuff he was posting and I said to him, he was like, I'm glad you reached out. And I was like, look, I'm going to be honest with you. When you're posting about it, I, I know you're going to be okay. The way they do it in this movie is like, she wasn't okay. And she clearly got lucky somehow. And then we go through this nonsense of being like, she did it the right way. We're never going to help her mental health. We're never going to figure out why. And then we cut her wrists the wrong way when we're trying when to we're frame trying to kill her. her. Right. So pick up. In lane the craft. What's also what's also interesting, or like this would have been a perfect situation to deal with it, is that when she is basically slut shamed and lied upon, you would think that because that is a very triggering thing, that would sort of pop back up. Like if she was already suicidal, uh, that would recur with when that happens. And no, none of her friends come to be like, oh, we know that you were suicidal. Are you okay? Like, do we need to 
to have a talker. Nothing. Okay, Nothing maybe that's else. reflective of the time. I will say that this was the era of uh, give her a pill. Yeah. And not yeah. talk about it. And Let's I medicate her. And as a person that um, at the time was, you know, going through therapy and stuff like that because, you know, I had, you know, recovered from the kidnapping and my dad leaving and all this other stuff i was in therapy and all they ever wanted to tell me was here's a pill stop stop being so weird <laughs> like there's drugs. something wrong with you and i'm like <laughs> but i don't think there's something wrong with me i think i'm just sad no okay there's something wrong you know and it was like give her a pill give them a pill give them a pill and all that really increased in teenagers at this time was suicide attempts now like that isn't addressed in it but it does really reflect the time where it was just like sweep it under the rug do not talk about it take a pill and shut up like you know what I, mean? and I also think that it hasn't changed you know not, no uh, not mental enough. mental illness is, is a real thing and i'm in that industry and and in the and the response is to medicate and yeah. if you're a person that speaks on it you get pushed out real quick because pharmaceuticals is way more powerful than uh, yeah. uh, someone that cares. It's, you're dealing with a billion dollar industry. You're dealing like, with, you yeah. know, what's the guy with uh, Thanos, Thanos? The one yeah. Rings? Yeah. You're dealing with that. Like, it's, 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 you're not going to win. And then as a person who lost uh, a parent early in age, I, I lost my mom when I was 20. Um, it's interesting to see how death is dealt with in our culture here mm -hmm. and also in general, like now, like death is something that I think that people uh, are, are very scared of touching because it's, mm -hmm. it's we're, 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 it's gonna happen. And yeah. I, I find it very interesting that whenever it's dealt with in a very real way, which I think is anytime mental illness is involved, that's as real as it gets, like the idea of someone choosing their time to go versus we not having any choice in the matter. I think that it's very real and it's very, very, um, it's very scary. I think that's the part of the horror for me as well, because it's like whenever we touch closer to things that aren't like archetype horror, and and it's more like oh yeah that shit's real it's a situation like a real situation yeah. yeah yeah it's like it's a moment for us to like get out of the matrix and just be like oh yeah and it was like it was like it was glamorizing this like emo like um feeling but it was also not touching on the things that are behind that and not to say that medication mm. isn't uh, uh important it can be very important, but there has to be another element to it. And I don't think we see both elements. We see people go, oh, just get on Prozac or get on whatever it is, whatever. Uh, Prozac was a big one at the time. Um, and like, or Ritalin or whatever. And there mm -hmm. was no like mental health aspect after that, like no coping mechanisms, no whatever. And so I think um, during this time period, we saw a lot of like cutting and suicide and, 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 and attempts being very glorified um but not really d discussed in a way that was helpful <laughs> yeah no, it, <laughs> it was, was almost like you're not alone yeah. if you feel this way it was we're not going to help you <laughs> it was the rite of passage for this kind yeah. of like click in the in the teen world yeah. where that's how she kind of got her in and for them to sort of use it to just have it be like how they're going to cover up their own crimes later in the movie makes it feel like they needed a quick out to, and then went back and were like, make her, make her, she's cut herself once and this is how we'll like, we'll frame up yeah, all these murders. I think, I, say, I think that's the bigger issue. It's not necessarily that it didn't deal with it, but if you're going to put this in the story, either deal with it or don't have it in there at all. Cause it, mm. does, it, it doesn't really play. Like, you don't... Her being sad about her mom's death is, is a big it's enough normal. of her being where she is and why she's and the you outcast, why she's, to, then the suicide stuff. To frame mm. up one murder, you've now pretended her dad is dead, burned down her house. Oh. There's, there's enough here to be like, we covered our tracks. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. you don't need to do, go through all this other work. But this gets into the mixed messaging of the movie, too, where you also then have the, the guy that she wants to be attracted to her. And because this becomes a very big monkey paw karma movie, he becomes stalkery. He becomes rapey. He becomes very aggressive. And there's a very weird convoluence of, like, 
attraction equals this, that it, it almost normalizes that behavior a bit. She responds to it in a way of like, this is too much and it's weird, but the movie never really signifies, it almost makes it seem like if it's a Pokemon evolution, it starts with like small interest, interest, and then the man will stalk and assault you. But that's <laughs> like, I, I'm sorry if, because you guys are men, but like, that's how quick shit gets down when as women like shit gets down really fast badly for us in like the craziest way like you could literally be like oh i'm just having a really nice dinner and then the the man not be aware and might say something so off that you just like it just turned the other way just switched. like yeah. you guys are not aware of um, your privilege that much. There is a privilege and a, and a, and a uh, just a power, just because usually men are either the bigger or the the the, the, the just more in dominating of the two. So usually anything, any type, small switch or any physical like movement can kind of completely change the situation where females just don't have the the upper hand in that situation. So those things can go left really real quick yeah, your, when your when safety just changes. Yes. So it, like your your safety can go from here to this really quickly. When you look at um, the Aziz situation with the Me Too, yeah, he's not as bad as the other one, but how many women, raise your hands, ha has had to take a, a slightly rapey sex to not have a real rape situation, just yeah. so the next morning you can just be like, thanks, bye. Yeah, just so you can't. Right, so you can get out. You don't know how to say. Because you don't know how get to like, get out of that situation. And yeah. I like, I'm a normal girl. I'm not. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so it it gets that bad real quickly. And that's not to scare you, men, who will be wonderful fathers. But it's just to say, like, no, you know be scared. How we, you can go around with a bat. Yeah, just the way that <laughs> go around with a bat. The way it works is, you know. The, we will be okay girls women we will be okay just be our champions and leave space for us to learn don't be like i'm gonna like put you in a box because that girl's still gonna go go out there and try and find stuff yeah well that's a very good point i wonder then with this instance because it is like a spell that gets onto him is it not a problematic thing at all or is there some sort of thematic idea of like if you wish for attraction this is how it's going to be it gets muddy with this film because it, it he attempts uh, attempts rape, but then you have um, Fazura essentially try to rape him back. So it's right. this weird thing where I'm just like, I don't none of neither of these are are, are right, uh, and I was like, I don't know, I don't, I stop wondering what the moral point of what this is was. Like you're trying to get out of me, like. You, this one girl who very wrong calls you a Negro and is racist, but then you go out of your way to like, I'm going to burn every piece of hair in her head and just make her just completely lose, lose her freaking mind. I don't know if that's a tit for tat. Just like, I don't know if it's a tit for tat where like, Stu tried to rape your friend and then you're like, cool, I'm going to try to rape him by using your body, but I'm also sort of getting revenge because you kind of just disowned me too. It's just... It gets really muddy with who who's getting the comeuppance. Yeah. Because it seems like no one is and everyone is at the same time. Because they're teenagers. They're stupid. <laughs> like, <laughs> sorry. Teenagers are dumb. They're dumb. They're like, this sounds like a great idea. It's dumb. It's not a good idea. Yeah. It's, it's wild. It, I, I think that, man, like. I love this movie so much because it, it makes you do that. It makes you go, well, why did you guys do that? And why didn't you guys do that? And for me, it's like, I'm a, I'm a parent. So I'm always coming from a parent perspective. It's like, what was what's it like raising a teenage black son? You know, I'm always thinking 20 steps ahead because I'm like, don't go there, don't go there, don't go there, don't do this, don't do that. But also like, Oh, I need you to be able to flourish and survive. You're gonna be. You have to. You have to hunt one day. You gotta catch fish. Stop <laughs> telling him don't. You know, like so. It's just always going back and forth, and 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 like you know, you men here on this podcast are wonderful, and so it's like, oh my god, I just just want to raise a wonderful, you know, person who's allowed to be sensitive, who's allowed to cry, who's allowed to be tough, 
like these are all the things that's rolling in my black ass mom head y'all so i feel like that movie does those types of things where you're just like ah, i don't know which one to catch up with and maybe it's maybe they they put too much seasoning in the stoop I don't know, but it's, I like it. But I think you're right. I think part of the horror does come from the the reality of both of the things we just talked about. There are going to be people that go from like, I asked her to homecoming and she said yes, but then I didn't get to make out with her and now I'm going to follow her home. There is a horror of like not don't recognizing mental illness. There, there's a very real part of this movie that they deal with that, but I think, I think we've all kind of hit it. It is still a a female-centric story through the eyes of male creators. And I, I want to give credit where it's due. Our friend of the show, Matt Kanapka, who does the Killer Horror Cast, texted me because he also recently rewatched this movie and was like, I should have picked it when I came on. <laughs> well, he messed up, but I will read what he said of his thoughts for it. He said, for me, it was a little less about what you can't do anymore, though there's plenty of that. And some things don't translate as well now for a modern audience. For example, it's supposed to be a film for teen girls, but as we've said, it's made by men. And it ultimately comes down to two women fighting over a man, even the spirit of Manon. So there's a lot of sort of not as positive messaging for teen girls as I think we thought there was when the movie attained its cult status. Which I think is an interesting thing, because at the end, she does stand alone. This is also sort of a weird like female friendship movie that at the end is like, I'm gonna kill everybody. Yeah, it, it's so funny because this movie often gets bagged and it's like, oh, this is friend, female kinship and female empowerment. You're like, but they all brutally try to end each other. Like, I don't know how connected these women are. I, I think I think you men are doing a very mansplaining thing right now in terms of like newsflash. This is how the life life is like in terms of stop thinking we're we're drinking tea and roses like we are we are just like you we're trying to hunt because we're not living in a society that allows us to just have time to do those things of drink crumpets and tea and share and be kind or be gossipy or whatever we don't have time for that in this day and age as women we're trying to hunt as well i don't want to hunt i don't maybe i want to hunt I, i'm a leader so but i might want to hunt i might want to hunt <laughs> But like the point is, is that, you know, I, for me in my teenage years, I was already this person because as a black girl, you are overly, overly scrutinized. So this character, that white girl was, I, I, I recognized her right away from the beginning to the end. I was like, yeah, sometimes you got to stand alone. Like I recognized the message of the cavalry is not coming very quickly because if you ask 20 black women that were raised in America, they will tell you, I got in trouble all the time. They'll tell you I was suspended. I was like, you are overly, overly watched, overly disciplined, so much so that inevitably you're like, okay, I gotta hunt. Gotta hunt by myself, gotta hunt by myself. This is great, this thing called friendship, but I don't have time because I gotta, I gotta go hunt. So then yeah, it sounds be a as well. <laughs> it sounds like we're all on the page that this is still an important movie. It's still a relevant movie. Mm -hmm. it, you absolutely could still do these things. All of these themes ring true. This movie helped, I think, a lot of its genre. So then this is another example of a movie we've picked for this show that has had the chance to be done again in our this came out in 2020, 2019, I, the exact date. Time is meaningless in the pandemic. I don't yeah. remember. It might have come out a year after the craft. <laughs> and uh, this movie was, I think, unfairly over-scrutinized by a lot of people who are our age and uh, my gender going, well, this isn't what I want from the craft. What is this? This is teen romp movie that they're making trying to create something for the new generation. And yet it did not seem to connect to that generation or our generation either. Do we wonder, is it just an old IP? Did it not reach its audience? Is that what, what, what was missing in this new idea? Uh, I mean, for me, I think it's hard when you're do redoing I think it's hard when you're redoing things from my generation uh, and don't take my generation into account. <laughs> like, you're not trying to update it into a way that we 
um, are nostalgic, but also grown now, right? And so this felt not for me. It felt not not like, um, it's like the Lost Boy. I, I, I read the Lost Boy script, right? And I was like, this is not for me. I wish it was because I have fond memories of this, 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 you know, I have fond memories of the craft. I, there are things I would rather see these people grown up and, and, and changing. And like, I think there's something to, to say about maybe seeing these women at, at an older age and seeing how they interact, but God forbid we should see somebody that's over 30 in Hollywood go through some shit, you know? Like I, if they had gone there, if they had just brought back those characters and had them grow up, have kids, you know, have husbands, have this, have lives, have tragedy, have this, and I, I would have been in. Uh, but I did did think this was not speaking to me, and I I I didn't even I didn't even reach out to try, because um, I just was like, mm. how sexy would that have been? Because right? y'all y'all love your wives, don't you? Come on now, you're. I'm a very wife. alone man. <laughs> <laughs> you love yes, people yes. your age. You I love Terrence's wife. She's great. <laughs> oh, that's problematic. <laughs> I take it back. <laughs> Stacy's just fine. <laughs> but no, I, okay? I, 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 I get, I get that, um, and that might be why I didn't. I, I completely didn't even realize that this film actually. I knew it was coming, but I didn't know it actually came out. I knew, and I, it does. This one does have a female director. But when I look at it, I'm like, oh, this is just being a teenage film again. We've sort of, we've done that already. We've done that better, I would imagine, because you're never going to top the original. But we've done that once already. So if you're going to do something different, if you're going to do what has been the pleasure points for me with all this nostalgic stuff is usually they'll bring back a character or something and I get to see them in an older form where you're like, oh, that's what they turned out to be. That's who they turned out to be. And it would have been more fascinating, like Anastasia said, to kind of see, even if it's not all four of them, even if you only do yeah. two of them, uh, like just to see what has happened to them uh, since then. Even if it's literally just Nev and, and, and True's character, because they're yeah. the ones who like don't have their powers. What do they become after that? Would have been more fascinating to sort of find out. I do know, I didn't watch this, but I do know that uh, Bulk does do a cameo. She is one of the daughters, I mean, one of the daughters' mother. So they, they do play that, but it's not until the end of the film. So it's kind of like, oh, that's, now you're doing a cheap tro trick to get me in, as opposed yeah. to actually having some type of a, uh, a, a run through connection. Well, and that's the problem I have with these properties being re, what is the point? The point is of, of, of redoing these properties and continuing these properties on is to bank on my nostalgia, right? But if you're not making it for me, the new generation does not care. They sure so, and they're not loyal. You, yeah, they're not loyal. So These why would ain't you loyal. do that? <laughs> I'm loyal. You, if you had made it for me, I'd have been there. Yeah, <laughs> look at look at the mm, all the boy bands that are coming back. There's not an accident because us '90s folks are grown now. We yeah, got and we have money. We got money. That's money. <laughs> money. It's money. You better you better do us right next time y'all do the craft. Make sure you hire True because I'm gonna tell you her perspective is gonna be fire and the rest of the everyone aged well like yeah. aging is they an did. okay thing for women on screen it is that's what i just have to say i mean i think i'll address the other big reason the movie might not have done well the theaters were closed when this came out we did a digital yeah, release we're in the pandemic but i think you're all hitting on what i think is correct because the, the movie when it came out the response to the trailer was what's well, not for y'all y'all had the craft you grew up let the new generation have it. So the question to me goes, are these themes and ideas still relevant to younger people? Are we, or is it just that, that to really get a younger audience interested in an IP, you do have to bait me a little bit, bring in my nostalgia and blend it together in a way that some of these other properties have. We've brought in, even Star Wars, right? Brought in the characters I knew and then tried to pass off the torch. This kind of just kicked us off in high school it is more inclusive. There is more diversity. We do have women behind the lens. So we're doing a lot of the things that I think the horror community is asking for. And I'm curious with this movie, if it's a case of you're never going to beat the original and kids have access to the original. That's part of it, right? They, they could, I can hit two buttons and watch this one. Yeah, but they, it could have grown with us. It could have grown with us idea-wise. It could have grown with us age-wise. It could have grown. It, uh, it, it didn't. Instead of, yeah. yeah it could have grown. It went, 
Yeah. Yeah. And and the kids of this generation are super woke. Like I I my 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 little thought process is the men that wrote this film in the 90s were pretty woke for that time. Yeah. And that wokeness is the amount is the based middle median of wokeness that white people are at right now. <laughs> That's what I think. And so they could have thrown the torch way forward. Like, it's like, okay, if we were woke then, like make it even super double, triple woke, that's what would have made it an, a fresh idea. And the kids of this generation are super, super smart. They're like, they're past us. They're not even wonder, like they're, they're not talking about gender roles. They're like, you know, I'm fluid. Yeah. Like my son's yeah. like, uh, what, what, like what, come on. Like they're way more open and comfortable with that, so talking open. about that mental health. They're more in, yeah. I'm like, oh, they, they're way further ahead than my than son's me. like, yeah. My dad talked to me about, um, getting a therapist and I was like, <gasps> and he was like, yeah, I think it's cool. What? <laughs> yeah. Amazing. He's like, I think it's cool. And I'm like, hold on. I gotta make sure she's black or he's black. And I just gotta <laughs> hold on. I gotta make sure. <laughs> you know, like, he's I like, I think it. it's cool. It's awesome. Well, there you go. I think unless anybody has anything else, we may have covered it. Um, great. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Marion, thank you so much for joining us. This was great. You can, of course, leave us a review on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts and anywhere else that you find us. I don't know how these things work. Libsyn, Anchor, you know, it's, there's a lot of a lot of places it just shows up. Uh, I'm at, as always, Blake. Anastasia's at Anastasia W. And Terrence is at Terrence Tatum. Marion, where can everybody find you on social media? What do you have going on? Talk to us. Oh my gosh, you guys can find me at Marion Yusufu. M-A-R-I-N-Y-E-S-U-F-U. I'm super excited to be bringing the Afro Civilization Fair in May and the third annual Black Women in Comedy Festival in October. So y'all just keep a lookout. Thank y'all so much for having me. Thank you so much for coming. And of course, if you want more of us, Terrence and I do the Hollywood Already Did It podcast about remakes, reboots, and sequels. We did not do the craft. Um, right now, we're doing a mini series about WandaVision. I also do a podcast called How Do You Figure about action figure collecting. Anastasia, of course, does Serial Killer and Hysterical, two podcasts about serial killers and their breakfast cereals and a history comedy podcast. And uh, that's going to do it, guys. We'll see you next week. <laughs>